This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning, Tallahassee. It has happened again. Monday morning, 11.30 a.m. You're listening to 94.1 Wave 94. Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm here. I'm going to do my best this morning. I need your prayers because I am just not sure what is the Lord saying today. It feels like he's saying you can't escape to heaven, but you got to have understanding. And then I hear the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. So let's just get started. I'm going to run over to Romans, the... 14th chapter and just get an understanding or a good start about the kingdom of God. The first thing I learned is that it's not meat. So a lot of us think being in the kingdom means that we're rich, we're royal, we're distinguished, everybody looks at us. I know who you are. You're the one to honor. But the Bible goes differently. It says, for the kingdom of God, is not meat and drink. And you will want to know why did he say that? And he says that because the Lord does not want us to esteem one above the other based upon the way how we have understanding or our revelation of the word of God to us individually. So like one person might be able to eat pork, okay? And still feel that they are qualified to fellowship with the Lord, to be with Jesus, to keep Holy Spirit, and basically to be holy. And another person might not be able to eat any meat at all. And the only thing they are comfortable with is vegetables. And for them, that's their path. That's their understanding. And here's what the Word of God says. Uh, it says... Um, Well, what it does let us understand is all about faith. Uh, What is the level of faith that each individual have as they pursue righteousness, which is the common denominator in Christ Jesus, you know, reconciling with the Father, because that was the entire purpose of Jesus, to be the mediator, to be um, the one that stands for us, the advocate. He, He showed us by example, what it means to be obedient and to submit unto God. He proved that if we submit to God, the enemy would flee. So here's what the word says. It says, first of all, um, if a person is weak in the faith, you know, still receive that person. 
because one believed that he may eat all things. Another who eat who is weak only eat vegetables. That's I just said, because that's their level. But let not him that eateth meat despise him that eateth not. And then also not judge each other. Why? Because God hath received both individuals. <clears throat> so neither one can judge the other. Who art thou that judges another man's servant? To his own master he stand or falleth. So therefore, one man might esteem, for instance, some people um, worship the Lord on Saturdays and others on Sunday. And here's what the word of God says. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteem every day alike. <laughs> Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. So basically what it is saying, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. So the, at the end of the day, both individuals, both persons belong to the Lord. So this is why, and I'm reading from the Word of God, Romans the 13th chapter, starting at verse 9. For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord, both of the dead and living. Now, I'm going to pray right now. Lord, I ask you to lead and guide me this morning that I give the word that you want us to receive today. And let me veer not to the right or the left, but God, let me be obedient to the Holy Spirit. So here's what I'm getting, that Christ is Lord over the one that eats and the one that don't eat. Of the one that regard a day and the one that don't guard days a day. So we are not to judge each other. Just stay focused on your pathway so that you can walk that stra that straight and narrow road and not go in the wide road of destruction. Focus. Okay? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. As it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us therefore not judge each other. Amen. So that is why verse number 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. In the Holy Ghost, for he that in these things serve Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Okay, so we're to therefore follow the things which make for peace and things where we can edify, you know, support, encourage each other. Amen. So that that's what that word means. Now, faith is critical because. You need to have faith and uh, you have to have it as you serve the Lord, because it is your faith that's letting you determine what's right for you personally before your relationship 
with yourself and the Lord. Verse 22, Romans 14. Has thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he himself allow himself to do. Because if you doubt that uh, and you're still doing it, then you're damned. Because why? You really don't have faith for what you're doing. You, in your heart, you feel like what you're doing is not correct. But if you have faith, like I have that situation. I like uh, Mimosa. And uh, there are times when I literally have faith that I can drink this and there's no condemnations. Most of the time, I don't drink any type of alcohol of any kind. But there are moments when I feel like, okay, this is fine. I can drink this. I'm good. And so that's what the Bible is saying. For who's, So whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So when I drink mimosa and my faith is such that I'm like, hey, I'm good with God. It is not sin. Well, that's a fine line. So that is something that you have to deal with with your Lord, with your Savior. Um, the other thing that we should understand about walking with the Lord and putting on the Lord Jesus Christ is that we are to owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. So how do you exemplify love one to another? Thou shalt not commit adultery, shall not kill, shall not steal, shall not lie or bear false witness, shall not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, and I'm at Romans 13 chapter, starting at verse 8, that thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. It's important, guys, interjecting here, that we love ourselves. A lot of us are very good at exemplifying, demonstrating love for others, but then we don't show any love to ourselves. First thing we have to do is forgive ourselves, right? When we just didn't do the right thing or fell short. And so we must um, keep ourselves physically fit. That shows that we love ourselves. We must uh, have around us positive energy. All of that shows that I love myself. In my home, I have music on, a lot of spiritual, nice, smooth, loving music. Why? I love myself. And that's how you show that you love yourself. Treat yourself well. Educate yourself. That's how you love yourself. Okay, back to the Word of God. Love work no evil, no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And knowing that the time that it's, it's time for us to wake up out of sleep. I'm still reading the word of God, Romans 13. For now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. So the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as if we're really at the day of the Lord. You know, so we shouldn't be rioting, living recklessly, drunkenness, uh, 
wantonness and, and strife and envy. I know that we're dealing with as a nation, like, are you a Democrat, Republican? What are you? But guys, as saints of the Lord, of the Most High, pilgrims, after all, <laughs> passing through, we really should not go overboard with close to anything, particularly government. Why? It might lead you into strife and envying. We don't want that because that's now putting on um, works of darkness. Instead, we are to put on the armor of light. So put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. Because if we do, we're going to fulfill the lust thereof. So <clears throat> even as we're walking in faith about different things that we are comfortable with or not comfortable with in our walk with Christ Jesus, we still must not cross that line of putting on actual works of darkness. So, you know, it's not right for you to kill somebody and say, oh, well, I felt okay with it, so I know God will forgive me. No, you know, if we're not in war, you have no business killing someone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Know that there is a line between what your faith and in, in your walk with God allows versus actual sin and works of darkness. Amen? Okay, so we did go through that. Uh, so we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of your brothers and sisters in Christ who might be weak. Okay, and 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 being in Christ Jesus is not about pleasing ourselves. I know nowadays we hear a lot of preachers preach about wealth and success and cars and houses and just a lot of uh, material and earthly bound advancement. Um, I don't think that's what the Bible is focusing on. It's focusing on do not please yourself. So once you receive Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you have to allow him to guide and lead you into all truth of being a pilgrim on this earth, uh, remembering that we are ambassadors, right, of God. So we are to exemplify how life is in heaven while we're on earth. So let's look at that. Romans, the 15th chapter says, let every one of us please our neighbor for his good to edification. So we should be looking around, making sure that we're doing things that help someone else to rise up and come closer to the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of God. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. So meaning that Christ Jesus took on sin, he became sin, so that he was then crucified and took dominion over sin as well. He did that not for himself. He was already God. He was God incarnate. So he had no battle with sin. Sin was already overcome at his level. But he did all that he did so that you and I, would be able to, in the realm of the Spirit, receive the Spirit of Christ, receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, 
so that we will walk daily on earth, having dominion over the things of earth, particularly sin and evil and wickedness. For whatsoever things were written afore were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So we all want rhema knowledge, meaning revelation, understanding of the scriptures. But first, we need to take that step towards learning and reading the scriptures so that we can have hope and understanding revelational knowledge, right? Now, the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive ye one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. All of what we spoke about just a moment ago really talked about the kingdom of God, how it is within us. I know I read that somewhere, and um, it is not meat and drink. Maybe that's over in First Corinthians. Let me see if that's where I can find more of that. So the point is, how do we even enter into the kingdom of God and what about the kingdom of heaven? <laughs> right? So I'm looking over here at First Corinthians. Um, look at the eighth chapter. So meat commended us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. So the point is that the kingdom of God is within us. And so since that means in our heart, like how do we interact uh, with people and how do we, we, we show that um, God lives in us by the things that we do. You know, charity uh, edifies, knowledge puffs us up. A lot of us get these doctorates and doctor this and doctor that. But then I have actually witnessed where individuals receive their PhD in uh, theology or in ministry, and they became so puffed up until they were not really able to serve the kingdom of God. So uh, love is the key. That's the in, inside of you. That should be the kingdom of God being exemplified in you. Over in Matthew, I went to look at um, the kingdom of heaven. Starting at, uh, I'll go to Matthew, the 16th chapter. After Jesus fed the multitudes, right? And uh, the Pharisees came to him and said uh, they wanted a sign from heaven. And they tempted him, trying to make him give us a sign that about this kingdom, actually. Not knowing that God has already demonstrated the kingdom, because one thing about the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, there's multiplication. And uh, the Pharisees with the Sadducees came to him. If you go to the word of God, Matthew, the 15th chapter, it was after he uh, 
broke the bread to feed the multitudes. And they only had like seven loaves of bread on this particular instance and a few little fishes. And Jesus commanded the multitude to sit down and eat. And here it is, only the small amount. And he took these seven loaves and broke it and blessed it and fed the multitudes. And after which there were still seven baskets full. So that's the, the concept of multiplication. Started out with seven little loaves, but at the end of feeding the multitude, there were seven baskets full. Okay. And so here's how Jesus answered them. He says, when it is evening, you know, you, and this is what you say. He's talking to them. It will be fair weather for the sky is red. Say so in the morning, it will be foul weather for the sky is red and lowering. He says, so oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the sign of the times? And that's where we're living today. Can you and I not discern where we're living, that we are living in a wicked and adulterous period? And here's how Jesus answered. He said, verse number four, chapter 16, a wicked an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. Now, remember, this is before Jesus himself dies and is on the cross and, you know, uh, is in the earth for three days and uh, is risen again, just like Jonas. And he's letting them know before this event of Jesus hanging on the cross, dying and being raised from the dead by God. Before that occur, he's letting the Pharisees and Sadducees understand that this shall be your sign, okay, that the kingdom of God is at hand. And um, Jesus then looked at his disciples. He says, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And what does that mean? That means the doctrine that, um, in verse number 12, the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So their, their doctrine was to get to God without circumcision of the heart, <laughs> without having a new heart, without having love. They just wanted the form of godliness but they didn't want to deal with the power. They didn't want to deal with the transformation, all the healing and deliverance and casting out devils and so forth. They weren't into all of that. And Jesus looked at his own disciples and said, Whom do men say that the Son of Man am? And they answered and said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. And others uh, say that you are Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then he looked at them and said, well, who do you say I am? Because, you know, after all, you've been with me three years. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So Jesus answered and said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father, which is in heaven. I'm going to stop there, pause, because what we said earlier is that we want to learn more about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. But we first must be brought to the, to the scriptures, and we understand that. And then after the scriptures, 
we need revelation. In order for us to internalize whatever we read in the scripture and to actually start doing that. So obviously, Simon Peter has gone to the next level because Jesus himself says, my father revealed that to you. My father's not here. He's in heaven. And that's revelation. That's how it works. You receive from heaven understanding of what you've been reading, what you've been learning, to the point where your spirit man now takes authority and implements it over your triune nature, which is your soul, your spirit, and your body. And here's what Jesus said unto thee. He said, I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. So Simon Barjona, you know, that's a name that means double-minded, weakness. But the word Peter, that means hard, rock, solid foundation. And he says, upon this rock, what rock? The rock of revelation, that in order for you to be my church, my ecclesia, which is what that means. I might not be saying that word correctly, but it means the called out, the elect, those that will follow Jesus, those that will adhere to the commandments, but not only that, be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. And so he says, Jesus said, I will build my church, Ecclesia, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why not? The reason why it can't is because of revelation, transmission of information directly from the Father who is not here in the earth realm, who is a spirit, the father of spirits, and located in heaven. That's why. So therefore, the gates of hell shall not prevail against those that Jesus calls out, that Jesus calls to be his church. And um, he now says to Peter, and likewise to you and I, if you're called out and you are a part of the church of Jesus, we're not talking about churches here on earth. We're talking about that spiritual church, the one that you are a part of Jesus' body, that Jesus is actually your head. And some people, you know, we get caught up on the name too, because uh, we know that the word Jesus is our translation for those that speak English. But back where he came from in the days that he lived, his name was Yeshua. I don't know how to say this, Mehashiach or Mehashiach, however, but it was Yeshua. Okay. And that translates into Joshua. So he was not English. He was Middle Eastern. And we, we say the name Jesus. Amen. And that's our translation. But see, we keep forgetting that this is a spiritual journey that we're in. And therefore, Jesus said to Peter, I give unto thee and, and, and his church in general, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, that shall be loosed in heaven. So there is a kingdom. We know about the kingdom of God that exists internally and is manifested by your actions in the earth. So kingdom of God is 
internal inside of you. But the kingdom of heaven, that is an actual existence. Uh, whether it's a realm, like how earth is a realm also, perhaps that's how heaven is. But it is a location. And heaven has dominion over earth. The question is who is exerting dominion? Is it Jesus' church that he called out, or is it the God of this world? No matter how it's going down right now, whatever we're seeing occurring on earth, it is because of the power that is being exerted over it from a realm, and that realm is heaven. Now, Jesus' kingdom of heaven is is. That's that's the totality. That's the greatest. That's the highest level. But obviously, there are other agents in a part of heaven that's also second heaven. It's what most people say that's ruling over the earth. We're going to pray right now that the Lord allow you and I to enter and utilize the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And next week when I come back, we're going to go into more of the kingdom of of heaven. Father God, I thank you for the word today. Lord, you're teaching us that kingdom of God exists within us, and it's not meat and drink, but joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I ask you to release Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us and let the kingdom of God let us build up, Lord God, in this kingdom, Lord. And then, Father, we thank you for the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Lord, we ask you for understanding, revelational knowledge, God. How do we use these keys that your son has given us, your son Jesus, the name above all names? Father, we thank you for today, and we're grateful that you have given us the opportunity to escape to heaven, God, because that is your residence, and that's where we've come from, and we're We believe, we have faith, God, that we shall return. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you all today. Servant Marcia signing off. Blessings. Bye.